everybody, welcome back to my podcast. My name is Eden and this is going to be a first segment of a whole new series that I'm working on right now and it's disappeared. Um, through this type of segment, I'm going to be talking about bizarre disappearances that I will update as they, con- as they continue to get more investigation going and more information given. If um, if I have any new information on a certain case that I'm actually working on, I will update it here in a segment session as long as I can have as much information to put into one of these episodes. But um, to start off this segment, I wanted to actually talk about the Tylee, Ryan, and Joshua Velo, Velo, I think that's how you say it, yeah, Joshua Velo missing persons case. There are two children that were actually missing since September from Idaho. Um, So it's going viral right now. People are just absolutely baffled at this situation. So as new evidence keeps coming in, it gets even more and more bizarre and certain things start compiling together and none of this makes any sense whatsoever. Um, So these two children, Tylee Ryan, who's 17, and her brother, adopted brother, Joshua J.J. Velo, who is seven, went missing in Idaho in September of last year. And um, no one has been able to locate them. No one knows where they are. No one knows anything about their disappearance. They just know that they're gone. Um, So as I was looking into this case, I was watching several videos and reading a lot of research. This is huge. This is crazy, crazy, crazy. Because this is not just a random missing persons case. This is a whole slew of different issues because of the events that have taken place pertaining to the disappearances of the children. So the mother of the children, Lori Vello, she is, I, I guess you could just in retrospect call her absolutely insane. Um, she had been married to a man named um, Charles and Charles had had some issues with Lori's recent discovery of religion. So Lori, I guess, got involved in this so-called religious occult, if you want to, if that's how you want to say it. I hate using that word occult because honestly, you really don't know, but that's what this is turning out to be. So she was involved in this occult situation and it's like a doomsday occult. So basically what a doomsday occult is, is a bunch of people that believe the world is going to end. They start, you know, reading books. They start having these, claiming that they have these like hallucinations, that the world is going to come to an end. Everybody needs to band together. Um, People are going to die. And that's how she was basically living her life. She actually claimed that she was like a God presence, a sense of, a sense piece of God, I guess you could say. Um, And she claimed that she was going to carry out the mission to bring in the second coming of Christ. And she would, um, she actually had threatened her her husband and she said she would kill him if he ever got in the way of her mission in life to bring forth the second coming of Christ. Well, 
her husband actually ended up dead, and he was shot by Lori's brother, Alex Cox. He, Alex had claimed, because Tylee and Joshua were at the house when this whole situation thing went down, and um, so Alex claimed that Charles had attacked him with a baseball bat, and so he had taken, he kept swinging the bat, and so he had taken a gun and shot him, and it, he actually killed him. And, um, so Charles was dead. Well, Alex has a previous record of assault and he was actually, it was actually documented that he had attacked Lori's prior husband, which was Tylee's father in the past. Um, and then there was also reports that Lori was taking large sums of money out of Charles's bank accounts. So Charles, her husband had actually died at the hands of her brother, Alex, but he was never convicted. He claimed it was self-defense. Tylee was in the house when the whole thing went down. She and her mother claimed that Charles was the one who started the fight. The whole situation just kind of escalated and nothing was ever done then, done since then. So then the Lori, the two children, um, Tylee and JJ, and her brother, Alex, moved to Rexburg. And she had actually gotten a townhome there and her brother Alex had also gotten a townhome in the same vicinity that they were living in. Uh, the neighbors had, you know, seen them. They had chatted for a little bit. They got to know them a little. They said they claimed that they didn't necessarily see Tylee very much, but they saw JJ a lot more because JJ would play with their kids. Um, and Lori had actually enrolled JJ in school. I think it was, she had, she had enrolled him in school in September, but, um, in about two weeks before school had actually started, um, her neighbor had actually asked him, her, it's like, so where's JJ? And she said, she claimed that he was with his grandmother, which was actually proven to be a lie. And, um... The principal had made a statement that Lori had actually come into the school and unrolled JJ and claimed that she was going to homeschool him. And, um, and next thing you know, uh, the, you know, so like, I guess the police came to her house and asked to, uh, you know, hey, what's going on? And Lori had said, oh, well, no, JJ is not here. He's not, he's staying with family friends, which was also a lie. Um, her neighbor claimed that he had actually seen her and her brother Alex loading up a truck and as if they were like going on some kind of vacation for Thanksgiving or something like that. But so the next day, the FBI and the police department um, raided the townhome and her townhome and Alex's townhome, and they had actually left all of their belongings behind. They left everything behind. And JJ's toys were actually still on the porch. So they had completely left everything that they had behind, which was very odd. And so um, the case pretty much just gets more and more bizarre. So JJ was adopted and he had actually kept in close contact with his biological grandparents and he was very close with them. Um, they video chatted daily. They, they talked often. They were, you know, they were very tight knit close with JJ. So 
nobody had actually reported the kids missing until October. And uh, it was, I believe it was the grandparents because Lori had cut off contact with the grandparents. They wouldn't let um, them talk to JJ. She was denying phone calls, denying visits, denying, you know, pretty much any kind of contact whatsoever, which also is pretty suspicious. Um, now, JJ apparently had autism and was proven to actually be very, very smart. So he was a very intellectual child and um, was making quite leaps and bounds. So um, there was really no, there was really no cause for concern until the mother had packed up everything, unenrolled JJ from school two weeks before school was supposed to start, said she was going to homeschool and told the police that he was staying with, he was at families, but she lied. He wasn't at families. Um, when they raided the apartments, you know, they had eyewitness accounts stating that um, they just up and left everything. And um, the neighbors had actually, a couple of witnesses had claimed that Lori mentioned that Tylee had died a while back, and um, it, which was really, really odd. I don't, I don't know why no one's talking about that right now. But um, Lori had actually remarried three months after her husband Charles's death. She married a man named Chad, and his name was Chad Daybell. So he was a religious author, and he was basically kind of like this head honcho of this religious cult. And um, she had gotten her sister, Melanie, involved in this cult as well. So the twist of events that happened right, right about now is the fact that Ch uh, Chad, his wife, had died two weeks prior to him marrying Lori. So Lori marries Chad three months after her husband is shot and killed, and Chad marries Lori two weeks after his wife is dead. So these two people get married very, very quickly after the death of both of their spouses, which is insane, if you must ask. But um, So then her brother Alex kills her husband, her brother Alex attacks her former husband, and then her brother Alex attacks, uh, does a drive-by shooting against Melanie's husband, Brandon. And uh, so she, they, they pretty much like all pack up and stuff. They, they, they head for the hills. They're like they're done. No one has seen or heard from the kids. Well, the kids necessarily weren't like the biggest issue completely um, at that time because nobody had assumed that they were missing. Lori had claimed that they were at a certain location, so the police actually came and did a search and requested they were doing a welfare check on the kids. Well, that same day of the welfare check, the Lori and Chad fled Idaho, and they fled to Hawaii. So her children are missing. She's in, they get a welfare check and then she flees to Hawaii. Well, later they finally get some information. Lori's not giving up the kids. She's not telling anybody any information. She won't talk to anybody. Um, police actually located her in Hawaii and served her with a, an order stating that she is to produce her children within five days. And this was, I believe it started that this year so this was the 
this was in February, like this was a recent thing. They found her in February, I believe. They served her with these papers saying, please produce your children um, in, within five days or you're going to be held within contempt. Well, uh, the she did not produce her children. She did not give off any information. She didn't tell anybody anything. She just didn't care. And uh, so that day came and went. They have not been arrested at this particular point in time. The Hawaii State Police, they basically stated that they're waiting for the Rexburg police to give them the heads up to say, okay, if you see them, arrest them, which I don't see why they haven't done that already. Arrest these people, put them in a, a holding cell and do a lie detector test, a polygraph to get some information. This was like the same thing as Chris, it's like a Chris Watts case. These two children went missing. The parents aren't talking. They don't know anything. Nothing is going on. And, um, I just don't understand why no one is putting them in a holding cell and giving them polygraphs to figure out where the hell these kids are. Um, so some new information had actually recently come up about a storage unit that, uh, Lori had rented in late September, early October. And, um, surveillance footage has actually captured several people loading, going, making several trips from, I believe, October to November, uh, around the time the children were actually reported missing. So they were making these trips back and forth to the storage unit and surveillance footage captures them loading and unloading things. And one of the images that I saw that was particularly disturbing was they were actually loading out a very large object that had looked like it was wrapped in some kind of like a tarp or something like that. And it was, it was a very large sub, sub, it was a very large thing. It, that's what it looked like on the screen. So the police actually got a search warrant to search the storage unit. And what they found were all of the children's belongings, so like their bikes, their photos, their notebooks, everything that the kids owned, they had. Now in the end, at the end of October, uh, Tylee's best friend who actually lives in Arizona claimed that she received a text from Tylee, but it didn't sound like something Tylee would say. She didn't believe that it was from Tylee. And there was also a report of a Venmo payment that Tylee had sent to her brother. And there's no information about the Venmo payment. Otherwise, I would have said about said this right now. Um, but the mom's not cooperating. She's not saying anything. She hasn't been arrested. Nobody knows where the kids are. Nobody knows what's going on with this. Um... I, I find it a little odd. I find it a little disturbing. If you, if you look at these facts and you think about the evidence that you're, you're being faced with, this doesn't look good at all. Um, so you have these two nut jobs that are, you know, just absolutely out of their minds insane. They marry each other within just like weeks of their spouse's deaths. And Chad's wife, Tammy, she supposedly died of natural causes, right? Well, two weeks before her death, uh, Tammy had actually gone to Utah to visit with her family. Her family claims that when she was visiting them, she was happy, in good spirits. She was in good health. And then when she died, Chad had actually called them and said, Tammy went to bed coughing and she never woke up which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And then he marries Lori two weeks later, whose kids were reported missing at that time. Her kids were missing when they got married. None of this sounds good at all. None of it does. 
So police had actually exhumed Tammy's body to do a second autopsy to make sure everything that they have is 100%. They're working like tooth and nail trying to figure out where the hell these kids are, what the hell is going on. Are you serious? You know, like none of this makes sense. And it's so bizarre how all of these things are just kind of unfolding as we go. And now you have a storage unit full of these children's belongings. They've been technically missing since September. They were reported missing in October. Nobody's heard from them since. Now you have a storage unit filled with all of their stuff. You've got these people going in and out of the storage unit, carrying things back and forth, very large objects. That doesn't make any sense. You, you want to know what's in those objects. You want to know what they're moving. Um, and then you have a religious cult of doomsday preps. You've got witnesses stating that Lori has claimed that she would kill anybody that tried to get in the way of making her prophecy come true. I mean, honestly, this is just insane. This is so bizarre. Um, and then one witness actually claims that, I can't remember if they said it was Lori that said this or if it was Chad that said this, but um, she's like, everyone's going to die. You know, we're all going to die with our kids. We'll kill our, we'll kill all of us. We'll kill our kids. We'll, we're all going to go together, you know? So that was like a number one red flag. And since she will not cooperate or produce her children, the likeliness that they are actually still alive is very, very slim. I personally don't think they are alive. That's very sad to say, but the, the situation surrounding this entire thing it is almost impossible to believe that they are actually alive at this point because if they were if they were alive why couldn't they have been produced whoever has them would have literally produced them said oh no 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 they're fine here they are they're okay um but nobody's done that and she won't do it she won't talk to police she won't give any statements she completely passed by the 5 day deadline to produce her kids she refused to do that she flees Hawaii after a wellness check on her children. She lies to police twice saying that her children, or she lied twice about the location of her children. I'm sorry, three times. Uh, once to her neighbor saying that the kids were at their grandparents, to once to the police that they were with family, and then again that they were at the location that she was with, she was at, they were with her, but they were not there when the police came to check. So, um, and then on top of that, her brother Alex has was also found deceased, so he is now dead. And it's just insane. Um, it's pretty much the entire nation right now is in an uproar because they don't understand why the hell these two people have not been arrested. If this is just, if this is a coincidence, this is a very bizarre coincidence. I don't know anybody who would marry somebody else two weeks after their own wife died none of that makes sense and how both of them are religious nuts and both of their spouses died now their children now the children are missing um chad had actually said to the police he told the police lori doesn't have any children that's the number one red flag right there because he told them literally told them lori doesn't have any children when she clearly does um so that's creepy and her completely denying any access her grandparents had to her kids, that's another red flag because she was never like that before. Lori apparently was a very loving mother. She was very kind. She was very wonderful. She's a good mother. She treated everybody right. 
she was very adamant about making sure her children had everything that they needed and then something just happened she joined this cult um and supposedly fell in love with the leader the hotshot and now her children are gone and no one knows if they're alive or dead so as soon as more evidence starts piling up i'll make another podcast but right now i'm honestly leaning towards the fact that this is this is almost too bizarre to just be any kind of a coincidence i think i think that the children are in fact dead otherwise why would witnesses state that Lori had claimed Tylee had died. Why would she cut off contact with their grandparents? Why would she refuse to cooperate? Why would she flee after a welfare check? Um, why would they be loading stuff in and out of a storage unit that only contains the children's belongings? Um, and then why would she lie to police about where the whereabouts of her children were? Why would she enroll her son into school and then unroll him two weeks later and tell the principal she was going to homeschool? None of that makes sense. So, anyways, we're hoping and honestly praying that we're all wrong and that the kids actually turn up soon, but it doesn't look like it's going to be. It's, it doesn't look good. Not in any aspect of how you actually look at this case and what's happening and everything that you're finding out and all of the information you're being given. So, um... Four people are now dead, the spouses, and her, yeah, the spouses, both, both of their spouses, and their, um, her brother, I'm sorry, three people are now dead, and it's just, it's insane, I'm, I'm really freaking out about this, because it's like, what, what the hell, what could be going on, you know, like, what, what aren't they, what are they missing, um, personally, I think that they should be looking in every direction possible. I feel like they need to go to their residences, take a look at their GPS, track their phones, figure out what locations they've been at, look at different types of activity that they have been involved in and try to track some things down. I mean, the kids could be in hiding. They could be having having the kids hidden. Something might be very, very wrong or they could very possibly be dead, which I hope is not the case but it's kind of looking that way. Uh, last thing I want to say is I wrote a bunch of notes down about this. Um, I just find it a bit odd how Lori's brother ended up dead and how Lori's sister, Melanie, let, like joined the cult and then her husband, Brandon, is a victim of a shooting that was conducted by her brother, Alex. It just, what the heck is going on here? Anyways, I will come back with another podcast as soon as more information comes up. But if any anyone has any of that information, any new information, please let me know. Um, I'd like to research it. I hope everyone has a good night, and I really hope the kids come home safe. And if not, I really hope that these pieces of shit actually get put in jail for the rest of their lives for this. Because they're sending the police on a wild goose chase and this is absolutely insane. I This is like freaking Chris Watts all over again. Just put them in a damn holding cell and give them a polygraph and figure this out. Why, what is your, what's your, why are you waiting? It makes no sense. All right.